your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. The Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, joins us this morning as this week sees the Zero Tolerance Plan on Domestic, Sexual and Gender-Based Violence published. It's a five-year strategy and €360 million fund, a new agency and more. And you're welcome, Minister. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Hi. So the killing of Ashley Murphy, and uh, she uh, had uh, links here to Limerick. She was a recent graduate of Mary Immaculate College, brought this into sharp focus again. What were the main things that you were looking to achieve with this? Well, really, this strategy, it's something that we have been working on for almost two years now, Um, not just myself, but working with government colleagues, with agencies, and most importantly, with those who are working on the front line, providing services, supporting victims and their families day in, day out. But I would agree, I think, unfortunately, the death of Ashling Murphy um, really just shone a light. And I think because of how familiar she felt to so many young women in this country as well, I think it's brought about a moment where people said enough is enough Um, and what we're trying to do with this strategy and what is different about this strategy to the previous two um, is a number of things. Firstly, it is a whole of government strategy. Uh, There is quite a um, quite a detailed action plan with it setting out every single person who is responsible for the actions in this plan but for the first time it has been developed with the service providers with the victims at the very centre of this Um, And instead of not just focusing on, or instead of focusing just on policy, on laws, we are really trying to bring about that cultural shift and that cultural change. So it's how do people think about domestic and sexual and gender-based violence? How do we respond? Um, How do we deal with it as a society? And I mean, you just have to look at the fact that for a very long time, and Ireland is not the only country that's guilty of this, but just because an abuse happened behind closed doors in a family setting in a you know a private relationship people felt it wasn't anything to do with them or that really that you know we shouldn't be intervening that simply isn't the case if you were walking down the street and you saw somebody attack another person or abuse a child you would step in or you would call the guards yeah. and I think there's that cultural shift and that change that's well, needed here as well. well the only thing about that uh, Minister and I think people will recognise exactly what you've just said is that it's still an incredibly difficult thing to police either as a community or law enforcement isn't it if it is happening behind closed doors It is, and and that's why it's so important that we have as much support available to victims. So a huge focus of this programme is around raising awareness and reaching out to victims, so making sure that they know that they can come forward, that there's support. I mean, a a lot of the reasons that people don't come forward, that they don't leave their partners, is because they have nowhere to go, because they don't feel that there are supports for them. A lot of the time they don't then continue on into the courts or to try and press charges, is because they feel that the system is not on their side. One of the first pieces of work that I did in the Department of Justice was to develop a plan called Supporting a Victim's Journey and it is solely focused on the criminal justice system and how we can improve it for victims. So from the very moment a person comes forward to seek help, be it to a member from Garda Síochána, to a medical professional, to a uh, clinical professional, that they are trained, that they understand the trauma that someone may have gone through. But also it's around the general awareness So that your neighbour, that your friend who maybe was nervous about saying something to you before, that they now have the courage to step in and say something isn't right here. We need to help you. You need to get away. So there are two elements to this. It's the services being there. It's the victim knowing the support is there. But it's the general 
public and, and that's why everybody has a role to play here in, in this strategy. Yeah, we're chatting to the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee. Now, um, agencies can get a bad rap, um, but obviously they uh, have their purpose. W- what about this? Is it a new agency? This is an agency that will, for the first time, have sole responsibility for domestic, sexual and gender-based violence. And the reason that we have moved in this direction, uh, we carried out an audit uh, last year speaking to victims, but speaking to those who are working in this space, where they very clearly said that they wanted policy in domestic and sexual violence and service delivery brought together under the one remit. So that is now moving into the Department of Justice. But what they also asked for was a body that would have sole responsibility for helping to move and to develop this issue and to improve those services and to deliver those services on the ground. So by giving an agency that legal underpinning where their sole focus is the delivery of services, improving services, working with the organisations on the ground, campaigns, raising awareness and, and really importantly, gathering data to actually feed into the policies and the laws that we that we provide that's really important so this agency will have responsibility for that it will be funded it will have the staff and team it needs and most importantly it will work with all of the services on the ground okay Uh, we're chatting to the minister for justice (coughs) helen mcintyre this morning on uh, another matter limerick's newcastle west district is getting a new purpose-built guard station to serve the district something that people have called for for quite a while tell us a little bit more and when it will be delivered well, what I can say uh, is this is something that I'm, I'm very conscious and very aware of. I've been working very closely with my colleague, Minister Patrick Donovan, on this. Uh, he's obviously Minister for OPW, uh, who worked closely with Angarda Khan in developing any of these capital programmes. We have a capital programme that we're finalising at the moment, uh, and I will be publishing it in the coming weeks. So I'll be able to maybe give you a little bit more detail, but there is a very clear commitment there, and I suppose it's about getting it moving uh, and getting it built as, as quickly as possible. And I'm committed to that, and, and my colleague Patrick right. is committed to that as well. And, and so I, it wouldn't necessarily facilitate more Gardaí, presumably. It might be about efficiencies. Is that what we're saying? Well, look, this is about making sure, firstly, the Gardaí that we have, that they have the adequate facilities and resources to do their job properly. It's like any professional. You need to make sure that they have the right uh, facilities to be able to carry out their work. But, of course, it's about more Gardaí as well. We have, uh, for the first time in recent years, Templemore opened up again. We have new recruits. I'll be there myself again next week for a new round of recruits who will be out on the beach working uh, in stations across the country. And from September, October onwards, we will have 200 new recruits every 12 weeks going into Templemore, which means we will have that steady stream coming out, as I've said, into every single county right across the country. So we're trying to build up the expertise, the teams on the ground. There is a reconfiguration happening in terms of a new model as to how the Gardaí will work on the ground. And the intention of this new model is that you will have more civilian staff working in the office, doing HR, finance work that so often our frontline Gardaí have been doing while having more and more Gardaí out on the ground, on the beach, either in their cars, uh, on bicycles where you have towns and and larger cities, uh, or just out working and and, and making sure they're involved in in communities. Minister, your cabinet colleague, the Minister for the Environment, leader of the Green Party, Eamon Ryan, was saying this morning that we could see the budget move to September from October. Is is that likely? So at the moment, the, the intention is that the budget will be in October, but what we will do later on this month or into July, apologies, we're still June, is publish a summer economic statement and that will set out our intentions um, for the budget and perhaps there, there may be more discussion then around the timeline. At the moment, it is October, but I mean, if, if I could just say, I mean, I'm really, 
I'm really conscious, I think all of us are, that it has been a particularly difficult period. People are working really hard and yet they feel that their money is not going far enough or that they're not getting uh, money from their work. So what's really important when we do have the budget is that we make work pay uh, and that people can feel that reward from the work that they are doing, particularly given the challenges that we face, be it around fuel or energy costs or just inflation, as I think everybody is, is being impacted by that at the moment. So at the moment, the, the plan is still October, but that's not to say, as I said, as we said out your economic statement, um, you know, we, we, we will have greater clarity right. on that so, timeline. So Minister Ryan was just musing then, was he, publicly? Well, as I said, the, the information I have is that it is still in October, but that's not to say uh, as, as the few weeks and months progress, uh, as you will be aware, a week a day is a long time in politics or for any of us in our lives. So I think we need to take things as they come. And certainly I think the summer economic statement will show us where we are uh, just more generally in terms of our economy okay. uh, and what we can achieve well, well, with the budget. You, as you said, people are very much feeling the pinch. Finally, COVID. Yeah. I think, oh, naively maybe, there was a hope that the summer might give us some relief from it. And it's come as a nasty surprise that uh, there is a surge underway out there and that really difficult balance now for everybody of living with COVID you know when Tony Holohan was advising us what to do I suppose we, we could say well that's what we have to do we've stayed but now it's a very different scenario but I think it's it's quite draining on people mentally and emotionally this summer it's been a long few years. I think we all feel that. I think we're tired. Um, it has certainly felt like in the last few months that things were getting back to normal or kind of a post-COVID world. We are experiencing a wave. We had over 20,000 positive cases last week. It's obviously a very different space to even this time last year or the year before because people are vaccinated. A huge majority of people are vaccinated and have their second and third, their booster. Um, but I think we just need to be really prudent here. We're seeing waves happening across Europe. I think Portugal perhaps is a few weeks ahead of where we are now, but we are seeing those countries get over those waves and start to come through it. So I think it's about everybody being vigilant. Um, I think it's about us as a government preparing, just making sure that if, you know, if things were to turn, that we're prepared. Um, but at the same time, obviously, wanting people to be able to get on with their lives to do so safely. So there's, you know, we're, we're at a particular moment in time, I think, where we're probably at a peak of a wave that many other countries right. are experiencing. Would, would, would and you, it, it's about trying to get over it. And, you know, I, I hope that we you can. can imagine the cold fear in the pit of people's stomach. This is summer. I mean, what's it going to be like in winter? Uh, and I suppose that's why we as a government need to prepare and just to put contingency plans in place. But again, I think we're in a very different space. The fact that we do have vaccines, the fact that we know that they work, the fact that people are less sick if they do get COVID. And unfortunately, as I said, there's still a lot of people getting COVID, but we need to just continue to communicate with each other. And, and a lot of this is about communication. Uh, it's about people being aware this is still there. It hasn't gone away, but making sure that you take the precautions. And obviously those who are immunocompromised, those who are elderly, those who have potentially a higher risk, that we are mindful of that. And you will probably see, and I think people respond themselves, you will see more people wearing masks now than you had even last week or the week before. Um, I think people have learned how to adapt to this. It's not where we want to be, but I, I think, as I said, you know, we're, we're all being precautionary and we just want to make sure that we get over this stage. OK, well, listen, thank you very much for your time this morning. That is the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.